What's up, everybody? Are you in the market for a new steel mace? Look no further than Adex Maces and Clubs. Go to adexclub.com, place your order, and have them delivered right to your house. Adjustable steel mace made right here in the United States. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, my guest is Jonathan Scott, free flow free on Instagram. That's free.flow.free on Instagram. And Jonathan, you do steel mace, steel clubs. Um, you have a coaching business, Broken Circles Training. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say slightly broken this year, uh, coaching business called Broken Circles. Yeah. Yeah, it's been an interesting year. But anyway, carry on. Okay. Um, yeah, mm. so broken I like that name. We're gonna I'm gonna ask you about that in a mm. minute. Um so why you are here, obviously, is because uh you like to do the same things everybody else likes to do when they uh take part in this podcast. You like to make circles with your with your mace sometimes <laughs> and sometimes they're broken circles aren't they yeah 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 so um but i was also tipped off about you because we have a mutual friend andrew mm. emsley mm -hmm. who um he is a very important uh person in my life and mm. important person on this podcast because uh he's kind of popular mm he's very profound and deep and everything and he and he told me about you he said that you were a monk uh some time point. ago yes <laughs> and yeah. and and i think you guys uh exchange deep uh profound metaphysical uh, oh, I let Andrew, Andrew handle that side of the conversation i just talk rubbish in between things to punctuate the depth you know now, he's I'm a great man and can i say that you are responsible for linking me up with this man and this show in fact oh really can you tell me how that happened yeah well do you want to know my route here to this moment not all the stuff oh. pre-mason clubs okay. obviously that's an awful long tale of many volumes <laughs> oh good but anyway so how i arrived here and how i've ended up talking with you and andrew not this time another time but uh, yeah, it was. I was running a a funny little alternative gym, which you may want to know more about. I don't know. It was a it was a good experience for about eighteen months, and whilst there, I got into kettlebells. That led me um, to have a look at a few kettlebell flow videos. This was like amazing to me to see people moving like that. And then in amongst those videos was a guy who turned out to be called Leo Savage, mm -hmm. no doubt, yeah. in the big beard days. And I saw him do a switch squat, like offset. And I thought, oh, that looks interesting. A week or two later, I had a mace, did the usual, oh, let's buy a, a big one. Can't do a thing with it. So another two weeks later, got my smaller mace and got into my switch squats so yeah thank you if i can take this moment of gratitude because i'd like to start with gratitude thank you for that switch squat there leo savage why and... is the switch squat so uh 
So big for I've you. never seen it. You, okay. Can you remember the first time you saw somebody move a mace? Whoa. You're and that right. was the days when it was like videos of uh Leo Savage, Jeff Oaks, all those like original guys. Um what's he called? Ben Thingamy. Uh, like swinging their mace in the park and you're thinking what what's going on here is it like some underground hipster takeover of the world yeah it's fascinating thing so yeah that that piqued my interest which then led me onto a video of our mutual friend zach up in canada Zach Yannick, Frank Alex. He's going to be on the podcast pretty soon because he's is going he? to be doing yeah he's going to be doing a 24-hour non-stop swinging the mace oh thing <laughs> good god he's somebody's coming on. gotta do it uh, yes yes and he's Not gonna me. be the thanks. guy thanks right. zach good yeah. night thank you zach for taking that but he will be uh here to talk about doing it briefly this is a short little one mm. and then after he does it after he recovers out of his coma or whatever he's gonna put himself into he's gonna come back on and talk about all the challenges and stuff <laughs> I'd like to hear that. I'm very interested in the like internal aspect of everything, movement included. Yeah. So he was the first guy that I ever saw swing clubs, Indian clubs. Zach back in the day. So wow. Thank how, you. How long ago was that? About six years ago or no, it can't be that long. I've lost track of time, mate, right. in the past couple of years, especially. <laughs> Not early, early. It's maybe like a couple of years before pre-corona era let's okay say. something like that I'm not sure of timing but yeah so thanks to zach for swinging clubs and getting me into that it's as simple as that apparently somebody just needs to see you and anyway that led me of course naturally to the steel mace nation podcast okay. and the very first one i ever listened to was andrew emsley episode whatever that was his first episode the first one that was in black and white yeah, and I, yeah. I remember thinking, yeah, he's he's a he's a nice man. I could chat with him, I reckon. And yeah, we've had a couple chats. He's a good man. Yeah, yes, he, he was. As just... a you, I'm told. Oh well, thank you. I mean, you know, yeah. I I I try to surround myself with great people, uh, <laughs> so some of it rubs off on me. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, that's ha that's happened for me. Cool. I'm sure it has. I hope that's okay. My route here to this moment. So thanks for having me here and appreciation, more appreciation for you, my friend. You know, Thank you've heard you. it a million times. So hear it a million times more. Why not? All the work you do in the community. I mean, your local community with your job, the community here and so forth is much, much appreciated. And Thank not, you. not a moment of the effort you put in goes to waste. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Wow. Mm. That's nice. Wow. That's going to keep Thanks me happy all day. Thank you. I appreciate Good. it. So, um, you know, I really was introduced to you um, when you made that post about freedom. Mm. Mm. Um, we could play that post right now and let everybody hear it. <laughs> and, you know, uh, cool. I think that'll be a good idea. And then, and then maybe talk about what that's all about. Um, let's see here. Okay. Let's bring it up. Hello, Mideas. I'd just like to briefly talk about the origin of the word freedom before its root meaning is completely lost. 
So if we look in the Oxford English Dictionary, we find that the word freedom breaks into two particles, free and dumb. And if we look up free, we find that it comes from the Old English via a Indo-European root, meaning to love. Please register that. Free means to love. Now its second particle, dum, is also Old English, originally meaning a decree or judgment. So therefore we could say that freedom truly means a decree of love. Let's try and remember that. And if freedom is meaningful to you, Please spread that message around in whatever way and keep it alive. Lots of love. Yeah, lots of love. Is that playing again? Hold on. It's okay here. All right. So you um, you said something there that I never even heard before, and you read <laughs> it right out of the dictionary. Yeah, bonkers. You live, yeah. You live in the United Kingdom, right? I do yeah okay i live yes. in america mm -hmm. uh free countries right we have we mm -hmm. have freedom and i grew freedom. up thinking i knew what freedom was and then i saw that post and i was like oh i, <laughs> I think i did not know well that's the dictionary de definition and you know perhaps i'm sure we all had more of a sense of that back in the day and i th i personally i have a lot of faith in something something good call it what you want inside of all of us that even now knows that that is the truth you know that love and freedom are intimately intimately connected you know so yeah that's the dictionary definition and then the the living definitions i've been fortunate to uh spend some time with some great masters in years gone by masters of like the tibetan buddhist tradition or himalayan buddhist tradition as is more popular to say now and a couple of those guys they had been in proper prison camps you know in their homeland for 10 15 20 years they'd survived the most incredible things human beings can go through you know and yet the sense of freedom that emanated from these people was indescribable it sparks something in you you know so there's that definition also the one that even though the body is imprisoned in the harshest circumstances yet something remains utterly free so yeah it's freedom has always fascinated me i had the word tattooed on my hand in runes when i was like 18 years old so oh really um, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now you visited a, or you spent time there mm. learning, right, at a monk monastery. Yeah. In, in Tibet. No, no, no. Oh. That's the thing. It sounds really glamorous, doesn't it? Like I've been far away. Furthest I've been in my adult life is Spain, mate, and that's just across the water. Oh. <laughs> Fortunately, the first Tibetan Buddhist like center and monastery to ever be set up in the West is in southwest Scotland. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, it was just up the country. So is that the? And then did you do? A, uh, did you do? Um, that's so. That's Tibetan. Um, yeah, well, basically, prior to that, I spent about six months living with Franciscans at a couple of points. And I'd also done the whole thing of 
you know, reading in the New Testament and getting fired up about giving all your possessions away and doing all that. And I had a couple of uh, lovely friends make up some robes for me. And I took to the road with a bin bag, you know, a garbage bag as a coat. Tried that. Lasted about, I can't remember, six, eight months. can't remember. And realized, wow, I need some guidance you know, in terms of meditation, because I was fasting and praying and meditating. It's all earnest, youthful stuff, you know, really good, but misguided. And I became ill, of course. <laughs> As would happen when you starve yourself. <laughs> right. but anyway, so yeah, I I ended up, um, uh, it's a place called Kaju Saneling, uh, Tibetan center and monastery in southwest scotland i was there as a monk only for two years two years uh, yeah and continued as a lay person for three years after uh so it was great Did training but like with you know the training we do with mason clubs it depends on the time you put in you know your commitment so you could be a monk or a meditator your whole life but if your efforts going in the wrong place what can we say? You know? Now, is um, two years considered um, a short time for mm. the average people? Like, I, I, I would take mm. it not everybody stays forever, right? No. Well, the thing is, the abbot, Lama Yeshe Losal Rinpoche, he's a great man. And um, at that time, this is in the 90s, I'm thinking now, isn't it? Oh, my God, mate, I'm getting old. <gasps> time is moving on. Um yeah, a lot of, let's say, ex-party people were attracted to that lifestyle. And a lot of people were coming off of party drugs and all that. So okay. he saw it as wiser to give people the opportunity because normally monks' vows are for life. Yeah, you can disrobe at any point, but normally it's for life. However, he started a new tradition of one year, two years, three years for okay. life. Yeah, so I did a year, and then I took life vows, my friend. What happened? <laughs> you went a little too strong. <laughs> yeah, I went a little too strong, mate. So, yeah, but anyway, sorry, what was your question? T and do tell me if I'm no. going on, for goodness sake. No, no, it's fine. You, you, you're you uh, saying a lot of important stuff that I probably wouldn't even think about. But, um, right. no, I just – you spent two years to me uh, to be in a – monastery for two years is you know a long time and i know it's not a long yeah. time but i mean i get it i two years probably mm. went by like quick but that's a a, a very immersed immersive experience mm -hmm. for you to go through mm -hmm. so you must have really felt some significant changes go on inside you in that time mm. what kind yeah. of changes did you feel and are these the are these permanent do you carry them with you to the <laughs> that's a great question i like that are these permanent <laughs> well uh, i in my youth i experienced a few uncomfortable things let's put it like that to put it in a nutshell i don't know if you need trigger warnings but i experienced sexual abuse yeah so by the time I came to my monk's cushion, my brain was frying, brother. The first time I sat in the temple for an hour, oh, I thought I was burning in hell on the inside. Oh, know? my God. 
it was it was harsh what was going on in, in there because even more so these days we don't take a lot of time with our mind like really 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 seeing what's going on in there you know do we so it burnt a bit the first time but then something just felt easier and easier the more I did it so I was compelled to do more I was I had the reputation believe it or not as a good monk at the time and it was a bit of a surprise to some that I gave up my vows but also the flip side of it for me it was that I found it too easy in a way which sounds contrary but it, for me it was a very kind of comfortable sure life I had a my job was I was very privileged to be uh, a student of a great Tibetan master artist Sherapold and Beru and I painted with him every day that was sure my food was sure everything was sure and there's all there's always been this not a conflict but kind of like a tension in me of being torn between being in complete retreat like proper solitary retreat but being in the community doing good there was always tension yeah so for me being closed away in monastic life was too too easy i must have needed a bit of trouble or something maybe i'm addicted to drama <gasps> that could be it but anyway you know we've all got our life path and uh fortunately later in life i i found uh encountered a lineage that is kind of neither monastic nor lay it's it's kind of somewhere in between it's the it's the yogic side of buddhism you know which not many people know about it's assumed that all buddhists are like shaven heads orange robes don't eat meat you know all of this there's a lot of assumptions anyway buddhism is much broader and there are practices for every type of person and this is what you would call a householder householder's lineage you know so it's not all about being a monk and i would think that uh leaving the monastery at least yeah. um you enter back into the regular old world where you mm. can actually do work right because mm. if you're mm. living in the monastery all the time you're kind of apart from everybody mm. you're not going to be able to interact with people that maybe <laughs> no is that well it was a, it could be a busy place my friend because it was the first center like that it attracted people from around the world so uh i lived in scotland but i spent a lot of time with tibetans spaniards and south africans and germans mostly <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but, but no it's uh, yeah, so people are coming in and you're yeah. interacting with them. Like you're there mm. for six months and a, and a brand new guy comes in mm. and you're helping him mm. with understanding things. And like how you said, you felt like a burning fire inside of you. Maybe you were able to help people with that kind of stuff. Tiny, tiny teeny, 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 weeny bits. Definitely. That's... Yeah. That's my spirit is the urge to like help others. That's very strong and very clear in me. But um, yeah, tiny, teeny bits as I've gone through life, maybe a bit more now with a bit of a bit more clarity, you know, time affords us that hopefully and, and yeah. good, good living. Right. Now, wait, was, what I will say in connection to you saying it's an intense time, I would recommend a time like that to anyone, you know, yeah. 
any point in life to have that sort of time and it's not like time out of the world or away from this all but i mean time really getting into okay what is going on with the mind you know with life what what is really going on because it sweeps us along it's such a yeah a, a, like a rushing current nowadays isn't it a, a torrent you know so yeah but highly recommended and it, it's a privilege to do it i recognize that is uh what you did considered an orthodox thing mm. um that's that's being orthodox right mm. yeah but just to give you uh an idea of the kind of scale in, in a place like that you have like lay practitioners and monastics all living together but you also have people in long-term retreat in other locations as well and within the himalayan buddhist tradition you're normal standard well the initial long-term retreat is three years three months and three days um three weeks and three days or whatever but lots of threes yeah i didn't do that i wanted to oh man my heart pined for retreat but i was at the time i was really committed to my work for the artist that i said about that felt really important you know looking back I value it more now, of course, in retrospect, as we do. But now you're you're saying art. What what art was it that you wanted to endeavor? Well, you on? know the iconography of that, that type of faith. You know, I my particular speciality was on the black backgrounds, the wrathful deities. Yeah, I'm afraid I haven't got photos I can show you. It's terrible, isn't it? No, that's all right. I, I mean, uh, did you did you um, save any of your work though? It, they weren't my pieces. Okay. It was literally I, as were the other students who painted for Sherrod. He was the mind and the eyes and the hand behind it all. He was the guiding hand behind everything, you know. But we, we were his actual hands that that did it. Oh. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so you left a piece of yourself back there. Well, it's difficult to express because with those type of works, they're so purposeful. It's beyond yourself. Oh, you know? okay. There's so much to them, honestly, and it takes a long time to paint them. The first one that I did, and I, I, it was only five years, so I didn't get that many done because it takes so long. But the first figure I did, one large figure on a canvas, flames, lotus, offerings, etc. That had already been begun when I started it, and it took me seven months every day of the week to finish it. That's how fine the work is. It, Wow. I hope I'm not going on. No, I, I just want to ask. We're, I, I have a question to ask you, but before we yeah. get to it, with this artwork, how do people look it up? Like, what's the a key word for a search? So people, mm. if they're curious, listening, and want to know what Jonathan's talking about, um, mm. how do a we tonka, look it up? Tunker. Tunker, usually spelt uh, on Google, likes it. T-H-A-N-N. G K A. There we go. Tonka. Oh, that sounds like a supplement. Tonka Ali or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next one in your in your uh, line of supplements, I'm sure. Still yes. makes nation supplements. Look out for that Tonka Ali. It's gonna Tonka. <laughs> <laughs>
So, yeah. um, what's the difference between a monk and a regular person? Well, uh, vows, definitely. There are certain vows involved. Um, uh, but for, you know how I say I kind of managed to amalgamate into a more yogic tradition? We're all regular people. You know, the, for instance, let me give you a good example. There's a village called Rebkong in far eastern tibet i think it's northeastern tibet and the whole village they're all nakpa they're all yogi yogini practitioners they're married they have children but they like to do a lot of proper strict retreat practice so say i'm in a marriage with a lovely yogini like that and i feel right i need to do three months retreat this winter she'll support me in that and i would support her in that and not only that the whole village would support you oh that's beautiful that. whole different way of life mate my goodness <laughs> yes yeah so you know that's that's one very established version but as the dalai lama will point out a lot of the original teachers of like himalayan buddhism none of these were monks and he'll he'll you know point to the pictures and say look they've have beards and hair They're not monks it's not all about being a monk that has its purpose you know definitely but what level like as you were going in, into your uh learning and and this was becoming more and more part of you every day mm. were there any profound moments that happened for you things that like maybe mm. even mystical or mm. religious like mm. did, did you find yourself um closer to god than you've ever imagined and mm. was it did you cry from it did did like what did mm. what what did these things do to you what was this oh man well in those days i'll say that i was sowing seeds that are now at this time in my life like coming to harvest yeah so it's been a long journey, my brother, and it's not like I became a monk, learnt this and that, stayed utterly committed to that, stayed absolutely on the path and never made a mistake. No, my journey has been like this. But there's been something, there's been a beautiful thread throughout it somehow, yeah? But as regards insights, I think it's good to accept that if one applies oneself to certain proven meditation practices experiences are inevitable yeah we start off like wanting to seek them as a yearning for something mystic to happen is that crikey in this world really worldly and dry and painful please yeah. something mystical happened today you know oh by joe but yeah it's natural we we want things to happen and like as a natural course of meditation practice there are like strong experiences of for instance bliss clarity and what's commonly called emptiness though the the word mm, it can be misleading anyway that's a big topic and yeah there can be visions of deities all things that i think you can take it for granted that if you're practicing well you will have experiences but that's not the point that's not the point no what's lovely the point? what's the point ah 
how can you give me that question? <laughs> wow, brother. Brother. Really, I suppose, I can't say what the point is, but I can talk from a little bit of experience and like intention of what those teachings and practices are for. Yeah. I mean, I, I do, I know what I'm asking there. That is like, what's the point of life? What's the, <laughs> yeah, you're going to need a well. No, I need a no, lot more prep for that one, but the point is, like, from now, I must put a disclaimer in it. I'll insert my disclaimer. I do not claim to represent any lineage or any this or any of that or the other. So don't take my word for it. Okay. And right. that's some of the best advice the Buddha actually gave was don't take my word for it. You try it, you test it for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if I am right, still, you try go and try it and test it. Yeah. But basically, those style of practices, uh, they help diminish what you can call the two obscurations, which is what we all com commonly suffer. And that's emotional and cognitive obscurations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So basically, this is a beautiful life, my brother. But if I have a shitty frame of mind, the world just does not look so good, does it? No. And we've had a lot of bad attitudes. If you believe in previous incarnations, I do myself, that's my experience. Then we've accumulated a lot of subtle bad attitudes along the way. Yeah. And we arrive here in this lifetime, accumulate a few more, perhaps. So it's basically those practices are designed to like take the cataracts off your eyes so we see life as it actually is without any misunderstanding because it's generally through misunderstanding that trouble occurs isn't it yes yes miscommunication which is a misunderstanding yes mm. and we take this life you you ask the question were any of those changes in me permanent no <laughs> no because the ultimate, this is one of the the truths of life that nothing is permanent you know all things that we experience all phenomena of body speech and mind however we, we want to say it are they're passing aren't they you know they're transient when we really look at it Business has us trying to do the opposite, make everything permanent, make your health permanent even, you know, and I've put myself through a lot of stress with training, trying to make my health permanent. It's not going to work. You know? And what happened? You actually made yourself feel worse and your health declined? Uh, well, you Is... can do. No, you can do, can't you? You can yeah. be a bit hardcore and, and uh, like... I, I, I mean, I'm 49 and I thought I learned no. my lesson... I thought I learned my lesson a long time ago and yeah. I still do stuff when I work out. Uh, you know, I swing a mace that's a little bit too heavy for me at the moment. You know, maybe I don't listen to my body or uh, I, I have to work out today no matter what. No oh, matter what. yes, yes, yes. That, that voice, that yeah. voice. Oh, I got to get it in. And then, you know, you get, you scratch through a crappy workout for what? And then the <laughs> next day you feel even worse. And so yeah, it's this, you think you're doing the right thing, which you are, but yeah. you're not applying it at the right time. That's it. It's a noble intention, isn't it? Most yeah. definitely. But everything comes down to, you know, we talk about karma, which essentially is causes and conditions. 
you know if the causes and conditions aren't right for you to be healthy you're just not going to be healthy you know what i mean so work on changing the causes and conditions you know we might get there but yeah at, at last you've spoken about exercise the whole point of your podcast yeah that Sorry, is one of the right? points yes but we had to establish <laughs> we had to establish who you are jonathan oh um, who am i and and my next question and this is this i've been waiting to ask this so you um you call yourself free flow free on instagram your uh training uh your tra your coaching system you call mm -hmm. yourself broken circles broken training circles. yeah and i would think that judging by those two monikers that you um you you love the flow aspect mm. of of mace clubs mm. uh, um and you uh you love teaching it mm. and so where did all that come together and how does that mm. link mm. to mm. your previous experience as being a monk and having uh you're good at meditating a lot of people mm. struggle with that mm. um and i would think that helps get helps you get into a flow state right and people are always yeah. looking for the flow state with with their mace or whatever so uh, describe all of that, where it started from, how does it link together? Okay, so how it links, let me see. So I got into steel mace flow uh, at a time when I was recovering from a massive traumatic breakdown at 43. All of my childhood trauma just caught up with me. Funnily enough, I was teaching meditation one evening. And I started to feel a bit funny. I kept feeling like I was just arriving all the time. But I got through the little lesson and I walked across the road, the road to my flat and absolutely broke down. You know, so I had two and a half years of being acutely dissociative. A lot of people have come across the word dissociation. Um, it's an aspect or can be an aspect of something like complex post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah, which is yes. a very apt description of what I was suffering then and what I will suffer if I don't live right. Uh, anyway, so dissociation, I was, my body and mind were very disconnected, which was a real challenge for someone who spent a lot of years working on being present and mindful and aware and all of that yeah that must have uh really threw oh. a wrench in everything right you oh, all that hard so, work so good though my friend so good i always i now i'm 51 i almost 51 i appreciate coming back to basics again and again and again and starting again and again and again it, there's something good in that okay, so anyway oh, at that time it was that that got me into training with weights and i was training in a more conventional fashion then as i explained earlier i came across the uh mace that's leo savage's fault and i found still mace flow to be just so fantastic in terms of remapping my body like for instance in the beginning, my first 360s, when the mace would go behind my back, it was like I couldn't tell there was anything there. Stepping into a step four, my leg that was stepping underneath would feel like it was disappearing because my 
body mind map was just not very good at all but the mace because of the way you move with it because feeling is encouraged you know real deep connection rather than just banging out movement you're really connecting you're like experimenting constantly it, that element of curiosity was what really helped reactivate my nervous system again and map it back in that is you interesting know. so like just swinging a mace behind you Mm. doing a step four where you're lunging mm. backwards you're stepping mm. backwards trusting mm. trusting that you're not stepping off a cliff <laughs> mm. Mm. um that remapped and gave you a um um uh perception or, uh, of your mm. of your posterior chain yeah absolutely spot on spot on. and that's something for you know coaches to be aware of yes I think. if if you are working with somebody who has got an element of dissociation going on, these things are real. It's it's unbelievable. I I used to work in mental health for five years. I spent working in the psychiatric system, yeah? And I had thought I had a really good empathy, which I did. It was pretty good, yeah? But man, when I had my two and a half years of proper, proper suffering, complex PTSD then i understood some things so it's difficult to understand that somebody might feel like their leg is disappearing when they do a step four but it's it can happen yeah that weird. that is very interesting that when you mm. said that that kind of like gave me chills because yes mm. um you you might have a client who um you don't even know that they're experiencing that and mm. you're 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 like why is this person not getting what i'm mm. been showing us like three lessons now and they're still yeah maybe there's something there like you just <laughs> described but yeah. i mean i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know how i would go about <laughs> un unpackaging that for them yeah that's a journey my friend that's a journey but your ptsd um mm. did, did it come from your what you said earlier that you were mm. sexually abused is that what it's from? yeah there was that and i think what compounded it also was my secondary school education do you call it high school over there uh, yes yes when, like 11 years to yeah, nine, nine to yes right you go from ninth okay. grade to 12th grade yeah well i over here in those days i don't it's a bit different now but we at the end of your initial schooling, you took an exam and that determined which type of school you were going to go to. There was the like comprehensive, which was regarded as the lesser and the grammar school. I passed the exam. So I went to the grammar school. Right. Pure luck. But I was from the poorest side of town. And some of my teachers loved reminding me of that through my whole uh school life you know that i was never going to amount to anything all of that sort of stuff and the prime stu suspect was my sports coach you know he he f used to in well physically abuse me in front of the class and all sorts you know so that's unbelievable you frozen, no you frozen? you're frozen i'm <laughs> i'm fine you're frozen <laughs> you're you're all right i can hear you just just keep talking can you hear me uh-uh. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Darn it. All right. All right. 
Hey. I, I think <laughs> it, I think it picks up right where we left off. Like it knows how to edit that together. No. Right? Yeah. If anybody's listening right now and there was some you know loss in transmission, we lost our signal and then Zoom reconnected us. And I think we're all right, but just in case anybody, you know, thinks something happened, we're we're still here. We're alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I got to the point of just saying that basically my school sports coach was horrendous to me. Yeah, basically, that's unbelievable. That's yeah. I mean. Uh... Hey, everybody, if you're looking for new fitness equipment to add to what you have and you want to find something that really complements the steel mace that you're swinging already, consider going with freedomstrength.us. They have strongman sandbags, throwing sandbags, uh, all kinds of lifting gear. They have training sandbags, resistance bands, and weight vests, and they have apparel. And if you use the discount code SMN10 at checkout, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to help support the podcast, and you're going to help support a good American company right in Pennsylvania, U.S. of A. So check out freedomstrength.us. It seems to be a tradition over here with sports coaches at school, or it used to be. I don't know about over there. Do do you think like he was just sort of like an archaic alpha male type that just thinks that, well, this this scrub is going to need some extra work and I'm going to toughen him up. Otherwise, he's going to get chewed up by the... Yeah, that's (laughs) probably, yeah. I I haven't got a clue, mate. Because, yeah. I mean, I know people could do evil things, but, mm. I mean, treating kids like that, um, mm. I, 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 that's despicable. I, I like to oh, at least good. think that they're misguided. Mm. It makes it... me sleep better at night. I know some people from a coach, they want that kind of like boot camp, ex-military type thing. You know, I, I grew up with the military, so I didn't need that sort of attitude. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I find that where well, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Curiosity is what does it for me when it comes to movement and exercise. Yeah, and with a name like Free Flow Free for your Instagram, mm. Um, mm. you don't seem like a person who would be interested in a, a regimented martial um, military lifestyle, like where mm. everything where everything has to be lined up in a repeated mm. pattern over and over again of living. Mm. Right? Your your mind. Uh, probably operates i'm going out on a limb here trying to tell you Go how on. your mind operates Go but on, please <laughs> you you probably really flow with your thoughts mm. which are not wild you're not like mm. wildly all over the place you're you're like you're within the scope of where you want to go um mm. like you said earlier your you your life went like this but there was mm. a, a thread Mm. I kind of Mm. does everybody have that thread or is that something that some people are missing and they need to Mm. get because it it seems like that thread is what always brings you back. It keeps you from going astray, right? Mm. From who you are. Mm. Mm. That thread for me, the way that I'm talking about is that, yeah, I would say everybody has that thread. It's, uh, you know, it's that something inside of us and everything that essential something 
that's always there that we can always come back to you know various texts from all traditions talk about these things you know and it's often externalized in its expression or in its translation at least you know a lot of religious texts have been mistranslated but this is something that's in us i feel and that is the crux of my training even relating it to movement this is coming back to your question now isn't it <clears throat> yeah before we had the little break yeah yeah so broken circles comes about from two things really number one having recognized that cyclical nature of everything we experience in life it's like life is this big machine that goes round, and whatever you throw in it, it's going to come back round to you probably doubled you know yeah. it seems to be that way and you know what it's like when you move in with a mace you might do a 360 then it might go into a mill it breaks the circle you know so it's like kind of getting that feeling for where we are you're breaking the circle, but making another circle, a new circle. Yeah, breaking the circles of suffering, definitely. Oh. We could all do with breaking those, you know. I, I you know, it's, that is, oh, I love that, breaking the circles of suffering, that you could go mm. so many directions with that. But um, when you're doing a swing, let's say you want to swing heavy today, and you're mm. just, you want to crank out a lot of heavy reps and work up a sweat. You're going mm. to start, your shoulders are going to start to burn. Your your <laughs> your back is going to start to tighten up. You're just going to start enter into a little bit of suffering, but you know, well, I need to, I need to do this. So you stay there for a minute, maybe two mm. minutes, maybe three minutes. But at some point you need to break that circle of suffering mm -hmm. and you move into something else. Mm. Mm. That's, that's that excellent. I find that that sick, sick, well, I can't even say the word, circular, circular, cyclic, that movement <laughs> that the mace makes and clubs. I don't know. It's a nice opportunity when you're in flow to tune in to what's going on in yourself, you know, and link the two, not necessarily act it out. There's a place for that. And that's quite, seems to be quite heavily emphasized in uh, the like level two program more like conscious expression of what's going on but are, are you level two did you take that um, brother i am terrible terrible i purchased the program i was gifted the money to do so that was beautiful and i got into the steps etc but this year i felt to kind of not like entirely sideline myself but it's like times in my life when I've been making a lot of music or writing a lot of lyrics those times I tend to not listen to much music or read other people's lyrics you know it's like allowing a space for something to come out that's like totally authentic to oneself I guess so I began the training but I don't know if I'm gonna finish it that's terrible isn't it oh and I hate wasting money I tell here's a Message to the lovely still, still Mace Flow people. If I am able to charitably pass on my program to somebody that would really benefit from that, that really has not got the money to do that, but really wants to, I would love to be able to do that if you would allow me. Not expecting a year, but that would be. Well, right that, that's nice of you. Merry I'd Christmas. <laughs> Help, helping each other out, isn't it? You know, bringing, bringing people up. Yes. You know. Yes. And, and that, that, that is a, uh, that is great. You know, and I, I had, uh, Andrew over 
Andrew Emsley, Sleepy Monkey Man, was over yesterday with his girlfriend. We did mm. a long podcast, right? You know, right in did person, you? and we talked about that stuff. We talked about bringing people up and mm. the reward mm. um, and that connection that you make. And and this is this is I I can't say this enough on this podcast. Mm. Why I keep coming back and doing episode after episode for over three years now is because of great conversations I have with everybody because mm. it just it just reminds me all the time that there are certain commonalities that we have doesn't matter where we are on this planet uh, we do love our freedom uh, but the community and and having that that common bond, you know, a steel mace, a, a club can, mm -hmm. can create awesome friendships. Apparently. Yeah. I think it's way more effective at relationship building than even uh, any other form of exercise. Um, mm -hmm. You think so? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. That's my you opinion. You could be right, mate. You I, could be but, right. You know, it's just it, because it seems to enter into another space, right? It's mm. it go. There is the physical, mm. but there's this. Some people, if for some people, very spiritual. Mm. You know, um, people find themselves changing the way they think. Mm. That is so true. God, my, should I tell you my experience of that? Absolutely. How a mace changes you. As I say, I was running this, should we say, a micro gym. It was small. Yeah. Uh, it's all I could afford. And it was a place where I, my inclination is I really care the most for the people that have got the least and the least access to exercise. So I was working full time and having the gym open in the morning before work and after work. Yeah, I was floating the cost and I would just take donations. If people had money, that would be great. Um, so, yeah, running this gym, it started off very conventional, weight plates, etc. That's all great training. I love it. Up, down, up, down. Fantastic way to train. And then this thing comes into your life that you're swinging around. And two weeks later, you find yourself sitting on your lap machine, looking at every, all your kit in your gym, thinking... What am I going to do with all this stuff now? And it had to go. I kept like a few key things like some weight plates and, you know, stuff that you could throw around. But all the machinery had to go. That well, linear... Wait a minute. This, mm. You have mm. this You have this gym. You have people coming and they're working mm. out on the stuff, mm. right? And you're also making a little bit of a living off of this and stuff. Yeah, and then... Not, not quite, no. Okay. Uh, but anyway, not at all. But then... Yeah. But that was about to come, but then Corona came. I was making mm. half of the overheads and then Corona struck. Yeah. So it was just okay. about to go that way. And that doesn't matter, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's, yeah, Corona did uh, interrupt everybody's existence. <laughs> sure. So, um, yeah, but you, you sit there, like you said, you describe your experience. Two weeks later, you're like, yeah, this is all wrong. <laughs> this is all wrong. You just... <laughs> Well, it's it's right. It's good. But the way it seemed at the time was like, and I'm not knocking it, because as I say, that style of training, there's a place for that. There's a place for what's his name, the, the ex-military guy who's going on about pick up the log all the time. You know, what's yeah. his name? He runs oh, Jocko? Jocko Willie? Yeah. No, no, the other guy. He's always running and telling people to oh, pick up the log. Oh, David, Go David Goggins. 
There you go. Goggins. Yeah. Oh, I found him through that Team Never Quit podcast back in yeah. the day. Yeah. Fantastic. But anyway, yeah, there is a place for that. Straight, linear. But when the circles come, yeah. it changes everything. And it does change the way a person thinks. Yes. It changed me. And you see it happening with people you're working with, don't you? you know, yeah. You see it. It's yeah. beautiful. It be and because the thinking's changed, the, the behavior changes. Right. And then the ideas about the world start to change as well. Because <laughs> we're all trying to keep it in line, trying to power on through, trying to survive. Right. Yes. So stray from the lines and, oh, oh, ah. Anyway. I can move sideways? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a... There, the, there's a, a place I could go back there. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? And once again, full credit to Leo Savage for interrupting my program. Yeah. Time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he created something that is unbelievable. Um, and it, 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 you know, how people attach themselves to it. There's, there's differences, you know, some people mm. like to move a certain way and, um, I, I really appreciate his program. I mean, what it's done for me um, is, uh, it's, you know, like I just described it, it's changed my thinking about movement and everything. But being able to coach it, it is, mm. is totally different than when I was uh, just training people how to do regular weightlifting. Mm. I realized I didn't really enjoy it, you know, I, uh. I but I enjoy teaching people about the mace. Like, I will mm. describe the movements. I will get in there and i will almost like like i could feel myself sweating <laughs> trying to look at that passion on that man look at him yeah ah, and i'm like i never okay. was doing this before when <laughs> <laughs> you weren't allowed to feel anything before perhaps you know what i mean that's yes. one thing still mace flow gives a lot of permission for his feeling and that is a fantastic thing to bring into your movement even if it is up and down with a barbell to do that expressively, and I don't mean necessarily like, oh, you know, but to really connect with what's going on in there. Yeah, Leo's been great for yeah. reconnecting people with what they feel. But also, I feel for a person in that position, when they've come up with something truly inspiring, it's like being a, 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 a virtuoso on the violin or something, you know, it's like simultaneously your greatest skill, but your greatest pain as well you know <laughs> yes man that's a hard place to be in so full respect to anyone in that position and so much has come out of this i must say that when i was doing steel mace originally i was some other person on instagram because i had like a year or more off of all social media it was fab and came back as free flow free but um uh, yeah that break that i had and linking up with people that I'd seen just getting into Mace and just getting into clubs and seeing how it's affected their lives is just beautiful. Absolutely stunning. Like somebody, what's his name? Jay. Jay Marin, is it? Yaj, Yaj Narom, I think he's spelt his name backwards. I've got to give a shout out to him. Oh, that's a lot of magnetic club swinging <gasps> he's a perfect example of somebody pre-coronavirus and my break from all social media being blessed by clubs and mace and just blossoming into this amazing thing so many people not just 
the steel mace flow educators, but so many people's lives have changed from getting into mason clubs. It's astounding what power lies within those things. Yes, absolutely. What do you, um, when you wake up in the morning and mm. you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go grab my, my mace. Mm. I see you also do the, you do wooden clubs. So that's a little different, mm. but mm. how do you arrange a workout for yourself? And what are your goals? Well, okay. Well, at the moment, the past two months, I've had another challenge. I've not been able to swing things around much at all. Oh. I injured both of my elbows. I overworked them to the point of my hands were just spontaneously releasing tools when I was trying to work with them. <laughs> so I'm still healing. So that's been a challenge. Did you over? <laughs> did you overwork them with too much? swinging or did you was it refixing um, a car <laughs> looking back it was a combination because i was getting into some heavier club movement but you know you know the Sorensons, of course bill and yeah. oh yes yeah i love to watch their breakdowns they're, they're really good and how you know that is an important part of a swing that that little bit there is important so i, I was yes. you know when you have those times of getting into the like minute details and working them I was doing that, but maybe I didn't stretch out well enough. And then the next day I was like holding on to wood and soaring. It was all too much of this grip. <laughs> it's life, isn't it, mate? You know what it's like working yeah. to survive. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. So anyway, yeah, how I would normally plan my workout is by feeling. Totally. I'm terrible, terrible male. I, I'm nearly 51. My life is running out. No doubt about it. I realise that now. <laughs> so I'm going to go for what I feel. Yeah, I've got no particular aims in terms of right. I need, I need my pecs to be bigger. If I was a younger man, I would still be in that frame of mind. You know, and that's cool. All of that's good, right? I'm 51 nearly. I don't need all that. <laughs> so I will totally stand there and just listen to my body and see what it wants to pick up. Is this also how you train your, your clients or do you so, do it a little differently? Mm, that depends, of course, because you've got to be sensible. But I will always have a heavy element of intuition in everything that I do because that's that's the, the bit <laughs> with the thread running through it, probably. Right. <laughs> I feel my way through life, you know, groping in the dark. <laughs> but uh, no, the, obviously a bit more thought needs to go into it however instinct is what calls the shots definitely i feel so uh when you do have a client that you're working with um what what do you um what do you start with when it comes to they want to they want to experience everything let's say they mm. come in they're like a kid in the candy mm. store they yeah. want to do mace they want to do clubs mm. they want to do mm. this they want to mm. do everything where do you like to start them off uh in their journey well, I saw you having a conversation with what's her name? Diary of a fitness junkie. Oh, oh. she amazing, that woman. Oh, she, I, I can't she has conversations with everybody. Uh, I mean, this what you're saying right now, it's been said on this podcast before. Like, oh, I was I talking bet. to Yeah. I bet. I yeah, bet. she's amazing. But you guys were talking about the difficulties of training clients that are kind of like hit and miss with their attendance. Yes. That's been the story this past year, post-lockdown. You know, that has been the story. Everybody's come out and they've wanted to do a bit of this, a bit of that, and some of that as well, and probably not get much of anything done. 
you know, and no disrespect. Yeah. But, so back early summer, I think it was, I decided I'm just abandoning classes for a time because it's impossible. Even if I've stated at the beginning, a few weeks of dedication will be necessary for safety because that's where I like to start is safety. You know what I mean? Structure and safety. Right. So um, when I normally <laughs> work with people, that's what I'll do. But yeah, there there's, seems to be no simple way to get a lot of this stuff done these but days. But do you notice, uh, mm. is there anything that's easier to, to be, like, like I would think mm. a mace would be mm. probably a good starting point because it's one item instead of two, where you're not mm. holding the clubs. Um but I don't know. I mean, everybody's it, that. That's why I'm asking. This that's is really that, no. That that can be true, actually. Yeah, I've seen that a number of times. A lot of people do find the one implement easier. Yeah, but it's horses for courses, as they say, isn't it? So you just gotta gotta go with that flow. And you do you do uh, put up some really good flows on your Instagram, um, and I know those are your own unique experience. Um, mm. Do you have clients that come to you and say, "Hey, I want to, I want to move like that"? And do you actually like kind of like work them through those movements so that they can get there a little bit faster, or do you just set them up with the basic movements and let them work it out on their own? Foundations are key to everything else, I, I find, and that's true in like meditation practice. Going back to the beginning of this and everything, foundations are key, and repeating the foundations over and over, even if you can move a mate in a super accomplished level two and beyond way those foundations are they're in all of that aren't they you know you've got to be able to have the simple standing structure down before you can put your arm out like that you know yeah i don't know it's it's a funny game see i didn't come into all this to be a trainer right I wouldn't necessarily frame myself as a trainer, but I'm definitely a guy who's learned a few things that I love sharing with people. I like that. That's uh, that's very uh, kind of like a free kind of way to describe yourself. You know, that's that's me. I, I wouldn't like I said before in a discussion online about I find it difficult to say that I teach still mace flow. Right. Right. Because I have massive respect for those guys. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't remember all the terminology. Yes, because <laughs> there's, there's a, like new terms every week, isn't it? You know, there's a lot to remember. There's yeah, there's uh, new terminology, and then you oh. just got to remember all the details of the movement. I mean, and they've got it down, you know. So I yeah. cannot put myself in that category, and I am absolutely not struggling with my own self-esteem there. It's just right. like no, in pure practical terms, they they teach still mace flow, and it's beautiful. I see elements of that, definitely. And I'll always point people towards them and towards other skilled people. But the space I really love being in with anybody, whether it be training in like mace or clubs meditation, just in life, it's just I love being in that space where neither of you necessarily have the answer, but it just appears. Something just happens. And I'm told I'm quite good at that. So, you know, that's that's where i'm best i can put my mind to like programming if i have to program 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 but it's not the the mold that i was pressed into i don't think um 
real trainers i've got massive respect for you're a real trainer monkey is a real trainer oh god i could do with that andrew emsley and his monkey paws on my arms right oh. now come on boy get yeah. over it sort me elbows out he has the magic <laughs> fingers <laughs> so the you you guys i i guess i've got i mean i need to survive i'm a strange man in terms of survival yeah i'm really committed to bridging this gap this need that i see for those that have got the less the least in life they actually need this the most so how do we bridge that gap it's very difficult i should should have maybe gone off and made my fortune first that so then i could afford to do things freely but life's short man i just want people to be well so i'm in a different category you know yeah well you know the you do obviously you do what you can do with right with what's in your neighborhood right who comes mm. to you and um i mean uh if anybody's listening and and you are interested in training with with um somebody interesting check out jonathan <laughs> on his instagram you know and 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 make a go of it because you know that's um that's what this is all about and i and and thank god for something like this ability we have to do a video interview and get it out to the whole world because uh i think one of the themes going throughout this discussion was um you know bringing up people uh, mm. and finding ways to get people thinking in a different way that's more positive uh mm. despite what's going on in the world right which mm. which is only going to be it's only going to make life better for everybody uh even people mm. who aren't participating in that <laughs> um, there's no this time in the world i feel it's really important and young people really need to know this it is vital to have a rich inner life because if we're looking outside all the time we're going to suffer you know terribly and okay how would a ch how would a young person do that mm. are you are you wow. suggesting they pay attention to um a faith perhaps christianity or well that's that's down to the individual entirely and once again the causes and conditions that they're going to encounter in their life <clears throat> i can't give specific advice but just to we've been entrained to look outside for the answers to look to institutions for the answers and sometimes they can be useful in general if you want to feel good in yourself you have to look within you know and i don't mean that in any spaced out funky way you know there's no woo woo there at all it's just a fact freedom is it's innate it's inborn there's something this is the most important thing for me to say i feel is that there's something very good absolutely indestructible in the heart of you and everyone and everything that cannot be tested it doesn't need to be paid for you know it's just it's there and it's better i have found to live from there outwards as best as you can you, you know from the inside out if you if you put think all the answers are out there you'll be disappointed the real happiness is it's innate it's it's there
That's um, one these these practices encourage it. So. That's great. Well, I Jonathan, I you know, I, I think that's a good place where we could um we could stop and all right. You know, I I I would love to have you come back on in the future, talk about training again and all this stuff. Um, <laughs> I'd love to speak. I love speaking with you. It's it's been a real pleasure. Yeah, it's great. Um, Definitely. If people want to get in touch with you um, and mm -hmm. train with you, or um, what kind of what do you offer? Do you offer anything remote, online? Do you offer just in person? I can both yeah i can do both yeah okay yeah, uh, all right so dm but, you at free flow yeah, free dm me follow the link in my bio i think they say link in my bio don't know yes. isn't that what you're supposed to say for my it. website address <laughs> 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 oh so, but sorry i'm a bit slow with all this stuff i'm, I'm from the past i'm from the <laughs> 1970s man <laughs> i'm right behind you dude yeah i'm only a couple of years behind you i'm We're same leading way. the way like We're i I, I tell way. people about this podcast and i'm like i'm like listen I don't do much with it. I record. I do a very minimal editing. It takes me mm. way more time <laughs> than, mm. than I think I have. And I'm always mm. – now I'm going to go run around the rest of the day trying to catch up. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate sharing Thank you for it your you. time. Thank you. It, really. I, it still blows my mind that we can actually do this. I know. I should have I, caught up by now, but it's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, Amazing. it is. It is amazing. And thanks to everybody out there who I'm probably not following much at the moment because I don't scroll down much on my feed. I check for messages, definitely. But there's so much mace going out there. How could you how can you watch it all? No. But one person, if I may shout out and send love to him, Jared Michael Thomas. Yes. Wow. Yeah, Brother. he is. He knows how to move now. He knows how to move. And I tell you, I don't know why, ever since I've been a kid, I've wanted to come to the United States and Canada. I've never really been bothered about going anywhere. I've got a funny feeling about that place. So I hope to be stood by your side one day, swinging something around. Come in the summertime, because mm -hmm. I'm, I am I personally, I live right next to the Jersey Shore, the, wow. the, the beach. And yeah. it's fantastic here in the summertime. It's warm and the water is well it's kind of cold but mm. <laughs> uh yeah come and visit and uh mm. you'll be in close proximity to so many steel mace people and with andrew just two hours away right. if you came uh mm. and we knew ahead of time oh there would be mm. a, a shindig like you wouldn't know with everybody yes. bringing their maces. Yeah. Let's have a shindig. I would love that. But unfortunately, we might have to do a GoFundMe. Because <laughs> there's so many poor people in the world need help, man. And we yes. can't help everybody. This is yes. what we're born for. This is where happiness truly arises. Yeah. So well, oh, that... I, I hope to be with you one day anyway. Yes, sir. That I think will make it happen. And and thank you for you know uh, the inspirational words, like you're saying. And um, everybody, please, you know, remember what Jonathan is saying here. Um, and I'm and I'm saying definitely um, there's something to it. You know, look at the people around you, especially nowadays, um, especially as we head into the future, the near future, where there's a lot of uncertainty. 
make sure you're taking care of these people. You know, look, look at them and say, wait a minute, do they need something? Are they hurting? You know, stop and think about it for a minute. And even, even if you can help out a little bit, it changes things profoundly and it ripples through the world. Yes. Let's make some ripples, Fred. Ripples all the way. All the way. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. And uh, go check out Jonathan, Free Flow Free on Instagram. And, you know, tell him I said hello when you contact him. All right, right. everybody. I'll talk to you (laughs) later, man. Nice fun.